Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Not, I'll tell you what the Holy Spirit told me. The Lord Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, told me. He said, that was what I had in the back of my mind when I said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is kingdom? Paul gives us a revelation. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. Watch this in the Holy Ghost. So when you pray, God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you. The eyes of my son being enlightened. What are you doing? You're asking for life. Because that's what's going to bring the light. That's going to flood your eyes, the eyes of your mother with light. You understand? What are you bringing? You're bringing kingdom. You're bringing righteousness. If you go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, you know, that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You know, that you might bear forth fruit unto righteousness. That's what you're doing. This is the spirit of the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer just says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's a very abridged nutshell. But when you now begin to pray the Pauline prayers, everything God, Jesus intended in that statement, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, watch this revelation. On earth, what is earth? That physical body is made from the earth. So you want righteousness, peace, and joy to be made manifest in your earth. Glory be to God. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here. You're still thinking of the jollof. Don't worry, you go to jollof in a few minutes. But this jollof is better than that one. That one will end. This one is eternal. Are you listening to me? Seriously, you, you put that life of God, you know, which will bring right doing. Peace, joy. What Paul did, the Holy Spirit, through Paul did there, he was just summarize the fruit of the Spirit. He just summarized it. What's righteousness is doing right. But what's doing right is love. The Bible says so. This same Paul tells us 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He says, love does no ill, no wrong. So love and righteousness are actually synonymous. If you always do right, you're walking in love. Because love will never do wrong. So when he said righteousness, peace, and joy... He just used righteousness to summarize all the other fruit of the spirit and then just put peace and joy inside. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So that's what the Pauline prayers do for you. Number three, you then pray in the spirit. Now observe that's tongues and groanings. You see, you build up yourself on your most holy faith. See, those first two are prerequisites for the efficacy of number three the, you can't pray that's the reason I, I you know i've been a pastor you know we'll be 40 years next year we started this church in 1984 we'll be 40 years next year i've seen people come and go i used to wonder years ago oh god tell them Pauline prayer they'll say but they'll say they didn't get anything then after some time you know because it just becomes drudgery and they just repeat it they're just saying the word like a parrot after they just give it up so many people come like that and they go I used to wonder, but there were some who got like many of these my pastors here. 
you know. But there were some who got it. There was some didn't get. God says it's a, it's a question of the heart. I said this on Saturday, on, on Friday. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Everybody repeat it after me. Say, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. It's all it has to do with the heart. A person can say polite prayer from here till tomorrow. If the heart is not right, he will not be getting anything. Then he will just say, oh, don't mind them. They're just saying their own. That's just Bolubi's own. It's not Bolubi's own. No. <laughs> it's Paul's own. And it's not Paul's own. No. It's Jesus' own. Who gave it to Paul? He said, the gospel I preach, I preach not after man, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus was using Paul. We've said this many times over the years. Paul, Jesus is the pattern son. Paul is the pattern disciple. Jesus was using Paul as a pattern. Even Paul said so in his writings. They are my pattern for them that will believe on Jesus. He became a pattern. You, if you don't go this way, you're not going anywhere. As far as perfection and manifestation of sons of you're not going. You go to heaven. Oh. Let me correct that. You may go to heaven. <laughs> it's not even certain. It's true. Not with the pressures of these end times. Because iniquities are abounding and the love of men is waxing cold. If you don't follow what I'm telling you now, you will. The, the Bible actually says, we, the, the, the brethren, you know, I think it was uh, um, um, Professor Lockwood who said, while I was preaching on, on Wednesday, then he brought out that scripture. He said, for the end of the commandment is charity. When, we say, when all is said and done, the end of the commandment, give it to me. It's in, it's in Timothy. Quickly, help me find the scripture. I don't know the exact, you know, it's either 2 Timothy 2 or 3, you know. But anyway, he says, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and a good conscience from which some having swerved. Quickly, quickly. Second. Thank you. Everybody, read it with me. Now. 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 The end, I'm going to paraphrase this. I know it says commandment, but I'm going to say it in a different way. But it's the same, same, same Bible. The end of the whole Bible is love. If the Greek word there is agape. What I just read for you in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 to 8. Out of a word, pure. Look at the importance of the quality of the heart. Dishonesty. Pride, stubbornness, rebellion, we close the door to love. Out of a pure heart, I didn't hear you. And of a good conscience. And of faith unfeigned. That is, it's not fake. It's, it's, it's sincere. It's honest. Next verse. From which? Some having swerved. That's what I'm telling you. This thing I'm telling you now. You cannot afford to swerve from it. You swerve from it. That, that's what has caused the problem we see in the church today. People have swerved from these things. How many? I want to ask you. You know, just do a... Most of you come to this church. Probably you will not have that experience. But, you know, I, I used to be, you know, listen to people. You know, I still listen to people. But I'm very selective of what I listen to. But go and check the messages. On the internet or anywhere, go and check how many people talk about love. 
All you hear about is breakthrough, prosperity, healing, deliverance. But the, the Bible says the end. They don't tell you that the condition to get that healing, the condition to get that prosperity, they don't tell you that it's, and then they don't emphasize it. You know why? They themselves don't do it. From which some, having swerved, have turned aside to what? You know what that John means? Babel noise. All their talk is just noise. It doesn't have any spiritual substance inside. That's why it's called vain jangling. It is this foundation on this love and Pauline prayers, revelation and all of this, that praying in tongues will now become effective. Now, looking back at my personal experience, I'm going to close shortly. I'm going to give you the revelation God gave me this morning upstairs in my office. I was fresh to me, even though I knew those scriptures, but it was from a different perspective, you know. That's why the Bible says, you know, um, the word of God is, 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 it, it, it is uh, Papa Raps is like an onion. It keeps giving more and more and more. Revelation is, is progressive and continuous. You never finish it. There's no such thing. So, what you need to understand is this. If you don't, if you pray a lot in tongues and you are swerved from love or you are swerving from love and the Pauline prayers. I said this on, Saturday, on, on Friday, on Wednesday. Do you know what the Pauline prayers are? They just specialize life scriptures. That's what they are. All the Pauline prayers are life scriptures. Some of them have life explicitly. Most of them have life implicitly. God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge. of the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, my eyes will be flowing with light. Where, where does light come from? It comes from life. So each time you pray the Pauline prayer, asking for life. God, give me, you know, I might be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Where is it going to come from? Life. The Pauline, now I now saw what God did through me. At the time, I didn't understand it. I was just a 21-year-old boy. I'd been in the church. I'd been born again less than a year. This is a true story to the glory of God. I'm saying it as a testimony to buttress what I'm telling you and also to the glory of God. As a young Christian, I've just been born again. You know, but thank God, God led me to these wonderful men. E.W. Kenyon, um, um, Kenneth Hagen, you know, much later Kenneth Copeland. But these were the first two, you know. And, and this issue of love. I put it front burner. I started doing 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8 every day. Amplified Bible. I would say with my mouth, you know, then I would determine it, then I would go out and practice it. Then I would, you know, pray the Pauline prayers. I learned that from Kenneth Hagen. You know, the only one I knew at first was Ephesians chapter 1, but at least I was doing it faithfully. Then I would pray in tongues one hour every day. I did not know I had been set on the path of life. You know what I said in my church? Pastor Porter is in heaven now. Miss Porter is now. Let's give Pastor and Miss Porter a clap offering. Let me tell you. I was one of the youngest. I was only 20, 21. Pa 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 uh, Pastor Porter was going to Italy. He used to go to Italy for an evangelistic outreach, Assemblies of God. So he now called all the elders. It's a true story. I was 21 years old. I'm black. 
our church was multiracial. They had blacks, we had Asian, we had Americans, we had Europeans, we had everybody. You know, so Pastor Cordelius, he said, while I'm away, Brother Luby is going to preach. I was shocked. I wasn't surprised because I knew Pastor Potter had a lot of confidence in me. Because I, I used to serve the man and Miss Potter. Literally serve them. Just like some of these young men are serving me today. Literally. I would go to their after service. Me and my other friend would, go, would, would follow the Potters to the house. Because I would hold all their grandchildren. All those boys, they're all big men now. <laughs> because when Miss Potter died, I spoke to their mom, you know. You know, I said, how's John and how's, I forgot, Paul. It was the name of one of the kids. He was five years old, very troublesome back in those days. So, you know how kids are. So, I will hold those children, you know. I will, you know, I'll be holding them, you know, and, and just, you know, give them something to sweet or something to play with and all of that. Then after service, I will follow them home, you know. I will follow them home, you know. Anything Pastor Potter needed to do, wash the dishes, clean the house, help in the church, I would do everything. So I knew he had confidence in me. So he now told all the others, he said, Brother Luby, <laughs> we'll preach, you know, while I'm away. There are people there who have been that church for 40 years who are old enough to be my parents. West Indians, you know, who are elders. Uh, nobody argued, though. Nobody, nobody. There was no blood, blood, or anything because they all respected me. Then one of the elders, Brother Ebanks, is Jamaican. He had a daughter who was about my age. I still remember, you know, but because by the grace of God, I was already in postgraduate. I think she was doing A levels or something. She was just doing A levels, trying to get into university. I was already in postgraduate. So, you know, they all used to look up to me with a lot of respect to the glory of God, you know. So, Brother Ebanks said, Brother Luby. I've been in this church for almost 40 years. I have never seen anybody grow as fast as you. It's not because I'm special. It's because I was set on the path of life. Anybody who follows that same path will grow the same way. That is the truth. Not because I have anything special. No. It's the mercy and the grace of God. I yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. I just obeyed instructions. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, Pauline prayer, praying in tongues. And, you know, of course, groanings came later. When I now came back to Nigeria and I continued to practice these things, it was a natural road. If you follow this road, you know what you're going to find at the top of the road? Life scriptures. After life scriptures, you know what you're going to find? Groaning. <laughs> On a regular basis. It's a natural this thing. Those, these are just foundational, you know, that, that set you on the path of life. Now, in closing, how do you... We already have this life of God and power of God, and we've been doing it, and we thank God. There is a threshold measure of the power that must enter into our souls and bodies for the resurrection power to be made manifest. That is this... Credible photographic memory, the plum, language learning ability, artistic, musical, mathematical, that will lead to consistent, you know, physical, intellectual, political, economic, and environmental miracles. As exemplified and better. Everybody say, as exemplified and shown in. Everybody say, Joseph. Moses. Solomon. 
Elisha, Esther, Mordecai, and Daniel all put together. A better, a better testament that is established upon better promises. The church has not even, we have not even smelt what we see in Joseph. And what we saw in Solomon. And what we saw in Daniel. And God says it's going to be better. And I believe with all my heart. Better. You know, the Bible says the whole world, they came to buy from Joseph. How many people remember? They came to hear from Solomon. In those days, they didn't have science and technology like we have today. Oh my goodness, our future is bright. Stop playing with your Christianity. Yo, and get these things to start practicing them. Now, the, the, the natural illustration God gave me, there are two of them, three of them. I'll give you the first one, which I've shared here before. You know, you know a, a, a fluorescent bulb, even if you have power in it, Nigeria will use 240 volts. If the voltage dips to 180, 170, the bulb will go off. There's power there. If you put your hand there, it will shock you. But it's not sufficient. It does not reach, in physics, we call it a threshold voltage. So that the light comes on. You need to hit that threshold voltage. That's what is holding back the manifestation of the sons of God right now. We have life. We do it every day here. Life, power, praying tongues. And we're going to continue. Because the thing has to reach that threshold voltage. Or the light won't come on. But the good news is, once you hit the threshold voltage and you maintain it and surpass it, the light will stay on forever. Give the Lord a clap offering. Consistently. The second illustration, the Bible says the invisible things are, him are clearly seen. This fresh revelation now that God gave me. I was preaching recently, you know, on the flood of glory. And God said that, you know, the, the, the glory of God is going to hit the earth just like the physical waters of Noah, the, the, the physical flood in the time of Noah. The people who are in Noah's ark will go up. I'm going to still preach about this maybe next week. You know, we'll go up more talk about the individual Noah's Ark and things you need to do. But for, for today, the, the people in the Ark go up. The people who are outside the Ark are drowned or killed by the same water, the same glory of God. Now, the Lord was now speaking to me this last week. He said, did you observe that when the flood started. The Bible says, you know, the, 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 the fountains of the deep were broken up, which is a type of our intercession and praying the de deep calls onto deep at the noise of our water spouts. And then the heavens opened. Two different things. Number one, the fountains broke up, which today is what we call a tsunami. When there is an earthquake at the bottom of the ocean ground, there is a shifting of the tectonic plates. It causes a, an eruption of the waves of the water of the ocean. And that now spills into the earth. And it creates this flood. I remember the one that happened in Japan just a few years ago. I still have that picture in my mind. I saw it on CNN. It was carrying everything. It carried bridges. 
concrete bridge. It broke it and carried it. It carried houses. It carried cars. It carried buses. That's what the Bible means. Is out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. You see, a glory is coming that nothing will stand in our way. Sickness will not stand in it. Not even physical death. I said this some weeks ago, and I'm going to repeat it. Do you understand? Raising the dead will be as common as groaning is now. Now, groaning is common here, but not too common. And the only people who will be able to raise the dead are those who groan. Do you observe that Jesus had to groan twice before he raised Lazarus from the dead? That's another message for another day. Yes. It's coming. Because the tsunami, the, the, the force and the power of the power of God that will be coming out will be so great that the dead will be raised. The sick will be healed. The lepers will be cleansed instantly. The only reason why those things are happening something now is because the measure has not reached where it should be reached. And so that's why we're not going to stop. Don't you never say your hand must not be slack in battle. Glory be to God. How glory to God. So he now spoke to me about Noah. He said, do you notice? We're going to go to Genesis chapter 7 in a minute. In fact, let's go there. Genesis chapter 7. Who's still on my side? I said, who is still on my side? <laughs> if you are still on my side, give me a wave offering. Then use the second hand to give the Lord a clap offering. All right. So you are still on my side. I, 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 I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 7 to verse 17. It's, I, I mean, I've been reading this story for years. I've written the book on Noah's Ark, but this one was fresh. Honey, Pastor G, listen. The flood hit the earth on the first day. The rains, the heavens also opened. So as the flood from the oceans were coming into the earth, the heavens were also open and it was raining. So you had two things that were happening. In, in, in spiritual prophetic intercession terms, this is what that means. There's going to be intercession of praying in tongues and groanings and all of that. That's going to be generative power. Then the prayers that have been stored in heaven. All of these years. Go and check it. It's in Revelation chapter 5 verse 8 and Revelation chapter 8 verse 5 and 3. 3 to 5 is there. You'll find that they, they were storing up the prayer. They are storing up the prayer. So you know what God is going to do? As we are still groaning on the earth and praying, a tsunami power, close shaker prayer, is being released into the earth. God will open the windows of heaven. Ah! Glory be to God. It will be raining from heaven and flooding from the earth. Nothing will escape it. Joel chapter 2. Nothing will escape it. But watch this. But Pastor Berger, mommy, it hits on the first day. Then the ark is. Then 
the volume of water begins to increase. It begins to increase. So the ark is being lifted up. Then I saw something. I had seen it before, but I didn't take note of it. You know, the, Jesus is very interesting. The Lord is a very nice person. He said, did you notice? I said, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> Watch this. The flood, that is a downpour of rain, was 40 days. That the, rain was, the rain only lasted for 40 days. And the waters increased and bore up the ark. And it was lifted. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible deliberately. Amplified. And it was lifted above the land. And the waters became mighty and increased. Don't your neighbor say, our prayers must become mighty and increase. Because the water there is a type of the life of God. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's already started. I'm just giving you inside information. It's not going to start. It started. The message I preached two weeks ago was prophetic. But watch this. The waters became mighty and increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went gently floating upon the surface of the waters. I'm going to preach about this the other next, you know, so, you know, you, see, you know, that ark was pitched within and without. So all the people who formed the ark must have internal character and external power. So the ark will not leak. Mommy has said this thing over the years. They will not break rank. So, so once the, the, you, there is no path the water can use to enter the ark. That is why all the people who form the ark must be people who do this thing consistently. Not people who do today, tomorrow, they're not there. If there is a gap, water can enter. The guys who form the ark are sealed, pitched within and without. Mm. And the waters prevailed so exceedingly and were so mighty. Everybody say exceedingly. Then say mighty. They, 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 they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. They're not there for decoration. Are you listening to me? Upon the earth. Now this is the part I want you to see. That some of the hills, all the high hills under the whole sky were covered. Now, God told me, he said, that is the key thing. The vol that's the threshold. The volume of life and power, we, it's already started. We're, we're already inside. The thing is moving up. But we must reach a point where all the hills are covered. Then the manifestation, just like the threshold voltage. <laughs> then uh, yeah, then I, I, I now feared God more than I feared him before. I've always feared him more. But today, you know, when he began to speak to me, he said, do you notice uh, that the manifestation of the Spirit of God in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ came only 40 days after 40 days of when the Spirit came upon him. In a sense, when the rain started raining, nothing happened until after fasting and prayer for 40 days. Then he returned in the path. That's the threshold. 
That is why the reign of Noah lasted 40 days. Look at the correspondence. All the hills were covered. Then he spoke to me again. I said, God. You know, I was just doing like this to this morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, teacher of the word. He said, let me teach you. <laughs> he said, what do hills represent? I said, Lord, thou knowest. Isaiah chapter 40. Every mountain shall be brought low. And every valley filled. And the rough places will be made straight. The crooked places will be made straight. The rough places will be made smooth. Then there will be a highway for the glory of God. He said those hills represent satanic nature. Satanic power that hinder, that are hindering the force of God. He said as the waters increase you will overcome all the hills. See, by the time after 40 days, when the 40 days rain was ended, every hill was covered. Every valley was filled. You couldn't see any. The only thing you could see on the earth was the ark on top of the water. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The only thing was the ark. And God said to me, he said in the mouth of three or two or three witnesses, he said, you have the 40 days of Noah's ark of rain. You have the 40 days of Jesus' fast, and you have the statement of John the Baptist. That's what the hills represent. The hills of pride. The valleys of low self-esteem. The water will cover everything. Then, the glory will come. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So, don't let your hand be slack. This he style, not just for eating Christmas. And your love. Put your hands. Let not your hand be slack. It started. Let's increase. Travail. Groan. The windows are open. The rain is coming. Oh, all the prayer. You know how, much, how long we've been praying? Years. All the prayers that have been stored in heaven. God is opening the window. It's raining down the rain. And after 40 days, hallelujah, the whole earth, all the hills and valleys will be covered. And then there will be a highway for the glory of God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.